truth is truth. And so at the end of the day, if, if you said, what are my spiritual beliefs? I believe in the truth. You can't, you can't misinterpret the truth. Hey guys, and for today's little bit here, we're talking to Laird Hamilton, who's one of the world's most iconic figures in surfing history, one of the top big wave surfers in the world, kind of like the Michael Jordan of big wave surfing. And we ask him during this part of the interview about the spiritual side of himself. We ask him, how does he see spirituality? He talks about how he sees God and the importance of professing with his actions and not his words. To live in a way that is professed beliefs through actions, meaning that you are setting an example through your actions and not just your words, which makes a lot of sense. We all know the people that say one thing and do the other. And what I think Laird is doing here and talking about is making a testament of his life through his actions specifically and the importance of believing in truth. And he wraps it up by saying there's a lot we don't know, which is so incredibly true. (laughs) And I think the importance of questions like this is to ask the world's top high performers how they see the spiritual side of themselves, because I would imagine There's so many more of them that are really connected to a spiritual side of themselves than we really know because that question seldom, if ever, gets asked for fear of for fear of the question or for fear of getting an answer different than what you assume or for fear of not wanting to make somebody uncomfortable because quite often these are uncomfortable conversations. I think you can tell the caliber of a human being by their ability to answer any and all questions at any and all times. And when I popped this question on Laird, he was definitely prepared for it, which means he's thought about it and he's dove down that rabbit hole of spirituality and how he defines it. So I think you're going to enjoy this episode, guys. Let's hop into it with Laird Hamilton. But like, how, how would you define the spiritual side of yourself? Well, I mean, I my daughters uh, asked me, uh, you know, hey, do you believe in evolution? And I'm like, yeah. And she goes, well, do you believe in God? And I go, yeah. You know, and what is that? And who is he? And what does he look like? And I'm like, okay, well, all I know is that I, my beliefs have led me in a path of trying to live a certain way. And I don't, I don't, I, I would rather profess with my actions and not with my words. So when it comes to what I believe spiritually, I try to live in a way that reflects what I believe spiritually and not profess in a way that, tells you what I believe. So, and I, and I, and I, and I feel like both Gabby and I have tried to do that in our lives that we try to, we try to walk in a way and live in a way that we profess our beliefs through our actions. And what does that look like? And that looks like, I feel like it looks pretty similar to how we're living, like how we, how we are as people, what our values look like, you know, all of those things. And we're still just people. When you look at truth, and you say what my spiritual belief is, I believe in truth, whatever that looks like. And I don't care where it comes from and what it is. Truth is truth. Truth doesn't right. change because it comes from the South or it comes from the North or it comes from the East or it comes from the West. Truth is truth. And so at the end of the day, if, if you said, what are my spiritual beliefs? I believe in the truth. And I think that the truth is, is you can't, you can't misinterpret the truth. There's no inter- there's no misinterpretation of the truth. If you're misinterpreting the truth, then that's not truth. That new yeah. thing that you've created, I believe that there's a lot we don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well put. Well put. <laughs> 
So this is always a really difficult question to ask people, or I don't think it's difficult to ask. It's uncomfortable for a lot of people to answer, and it makes it challenging, which was great because <clears throat> Laird was, he seemed like he was prepared for the question. I think it comes through a lot of deep thought for other people, for all people to understand their own version of their own spirituality. And Laird had some solid thoughts on it. I I can appreciate that because I think him and I see eye to eye on some things. Um, you know, we ask, how do you see spirituality? How do you see your spiritual side of yourself? And he talks about professing with his actions and not his words. And I think that's really valuable, living in alignment with your own truth, your own spiritual truth, and what you know works for you is key and essential in profess- professing with your actions and not with your words. And he reiterates that he believes in truth. Now, here's one thing that I might agree to disagree on with Laird is that I think um, truth is truth relative to each person's perception in the way that they see the world. So the truth is, if you jump up, you're going to come back down until something is shifted where there's no gravity whatsoever. Then if you jump up, you don't come back down. So that's right now, according to our paradigm, where we're living, where we are, this moment of our lives. If you're living on earth, if you jump up, you come back down because gravity, and that's truth. However, you know, the way one person sees the world and sees truth isn't always congruent to the way another person sees the world and what's congruent. I'll dive into this a little bit because I think it's really interesting. I'm reading the book Empire of the Submarine Moon based on Joe Rogan's recommendation. He had the author on his podcast, and I thought it was a fascinating interview. Now, I've been reading books about Native Americans for the past four years or so, and I've just been absolutely loving them. So I've read probably a dozen or so books that were written by Native Americans or spent a significant amount of time around Native Americans during the mid, early mid and late 1800s and early 1900s through that transition where eventually um, the uh, American white people, as they called it, came and kind of took over the country. And so we have two different relative ways to see the world when it comes to the, the whites the Europeans coming in and which then at that time were considered, you know, the new Americans were coming in and pushing the boundaries of from the east part of the country, what is now the United States, to the western part of the country and integrating and mixing with a lot of bloodshed into the lands that had been inhabited by the native tribes of the Americas for hundreds of years. We don't even know how long. And the way that the Native tribes, the Native American tribes saw truth was much different than the way that um, the white civilization, European civilization saw truth. And I'll give you a good example. In white European society that had come and uh, moved to, migrated to America, a truth is that it's bad to kill and it's bad to steal. Very simple. We still respect that truth to this day. Most people wouldn't argue that it's not a good thing to kill, right? <clears throat> Native tribes during those days grew up with the idea and the sentiment that it's not bad 
to kill or steal. It's bad to kill and steal from your own people. It is very good and honorable to kill and steal from other peoples because then actually what you do, you kill and steal from other tribes and then bring more prosperity back to your tribe. This is human nature from the beginning of time, right? This is tribal nature. It's okay to protect your tribe. Don't kill your own tribe. Don't steal from your own tribe. But other tribes, that's okay because you bring more prosperity back into your own tribe. And that was the truth. And so truth is truth now as we see it in the world today. A hundred years from now, a thousand years from now, uh, five thousand years from now, the truth may be different. And so that can change. And I think that's relative to perception, to cultures, to the way people are brought up. Um, another great example is, you know, back in 2000 and I think 12-ish or 13, I did a charity adventure trip where we raised up a bunch of money and donated it to a, a charity in Ghana that worked to get child slaves out of slavery into safe homes. And what is happening there is that there's around, in this area of Ghana, there's around 7,000 child slaves. Most, um, most of the masters, what they call the masters of the child slaves, were actually former slaves themselves. And they were brought up into slavery, and the only thing that they know to do is to buy kids, make some money, buy kids, and then become slave owners themselves. And a lot of these children are getting sold off into slavery because the mothers are so economically poor that that 20 bucks is a lot of money for them, you know, 50 bucks or whatever, and that they they have to sell their children. So most of us would think this is the the underlying evil of the world. Like this is disgusting. This is horrible. This is the truth of the matter is like that's that's the worst thing you could ever do. But from a perspective of their paradigm, the way that they see the world, it's not. It's life. It's survival. And it's not empathetic. It's not, uh, from our standpoint, it's not a good thing to do. But their truth is that that's the only way they know. So I think truth is relative, but he makes a really good point. Believe in truth, finding the truth, be a seeker of the truth. I heard this quote recently from a friend, respect those that seek the truth, question those that believe they know the truth. Laird wrapped up this short little bit saying there's a lot that we don't know, and that is absolutely the truth. <laughs> there always will be. So I'm going to leave it off there, you guys. If you like what you're hearing, please listen to some other episodes. Subscribe, leave us a review, and share with your friends. 